This is Grandad Muthron, and you are listening to Rule the Galaxy, a wise decision. fans it is joe in the pilot seat welcome back to chapter 124 of the rule of the galaxy podcast we might have a special guest tonight we might not we'll find out here in a little bit but until we do always always follow us at rule the galaxy sw on twitter rule the galaxy sw at gmail.com and just rule the galaxy at facebook and youtube and by the way you can now go to etsy and if you do all caps, rule the galaxy, one word, no separation, rule the galaxy in all caps, our merch is up, our shop is up. The young lady who's handling that, uh, Laura, is doing a great job, and we've already got people posting the sweatshirts and shirts they've been buying, so thank you for that, but feel free to check that out. And before we go to the IACCC in Nashville, we'll have more of that stuff. We might do a giveaway or two to get everybody ramped up before we go down there, so Enough of me. I always like to hand it right over to our co-hosts who do a great job here. And we're just going to throw it out there to uh, these two guys. We've had a couple of them fall a little ill tonight that we're going to be with us. So we'll go with this main crew. We're going to start it off with Mr. Brent Dykeman. How are you, Brent? Uh, I'm doing good. Always love to escape into a galaxy far, far away. Uh, just talk about what's going on, what's been going on. Um yeah, just uh, talk the wars, as I guess I'm quoted as saying on a couple other podcasts. You are. So, uh, well, at least Sam and uh, uh, Nick on their Clone Wars Chronicles. So, You are correct. Talking the wars, that's what we do. And we love the, uh, the views that you bring to the show. And you and I were chuckling a little bit beforehand because in honor of Steve Gloss and in honor of Diff Eyewear, I'm, I'm pulling out the Luke Skywalker X-Wing sunglasses again tonight and as i heard you pop on i just heard chuckling going on and you know what to each their own brent right i mean we all got to do our own thing so um hey hey styling and profiling there's nothing better there's nothing wrong with that i mean you <laughs> gotta rock the aviators so what That's if they're right. yellow they're yellow white rimmed i've been told all kinds of things from either porn star to 70s uh 007 evil villain I, you know what I'll take all of it. Let's just roll with it. So for you watching on YouTube, you can check out these, these fashionable yellow shades. I, somebody, uh, I think Steve Glosson said, I looked like I was getting ready to go shoot the place up somewhere. Like I was going to the so, gun range. So real quick, I want to interject real quick. Have you ever watched um, the big Lebowski? I have not. You've never seen D doc. Do you know where I'm going with this? Absolutely. I've, I have because, seen the big Lebowski. <laughs> he looks like Goodman, uh, the John Goodman character. Cause he's got like their shooting glasses and he's got like, I sure shit don't roll on Shabbos. Right. Yep, like, he, he, uh, he's got the look of the, I see where you're uh, coming the John, from the John Goodman character when they're going bowling. I will, so, I will check this out. I, I know I've heard plenty of people. If you look it up, but yeah, okay. no, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an interesting movie, definitely <sighs> a cult following and you kind of got to be into it. Um, it's always fun to go to the bowling alley and drink white Russians. Now, okay. You know what? I can see that. <laughs> I don't have the hair and, and not the, 
rock hard chin, but the glasses. Yeah, correct. It's the vibe. It's not like a <laughs> spitting 100% genetic copy of John Goodman here. Come on now. Yeah. You're not that big. <laughs> well, it's just you. the vibe you're giving off with them. Yeah, no. Hey, well, I'll tell you what, I will give you a quick note. Our special guest before we hop on to D doc here in a second, he had it down in his schedule for a few minutes later than when we started. So he'll be with us here in a minute. It will be the Supreme Emperor from Wikipedia, which we all use Wikipedia all, all the time, looking things up when we're talking the wars. So uh, so he did just message me and he'll be here in a moment. But that's the fun thing about running a podcast is everything's fly by the seat of your pants. Hey, uh, we've got that, that great guy from the Philly area, D-Doc, on with us. D-Doc, how are you doing? And what did you almost make your kids for dinner tonight? Yeah, I usually, uh, sometimes when I pick them up from school, I tell them that I'm going to make them gruel for dinner, and they always just <laughs> yell no. So if you follow me on Twitter, I'm sure you saw that video. But yeah, it always gives me a good chuckle, because I don't even think they know what gruel is, but they know it sounds nasty. It's, hey, uh, at least it's not dog turd stew, which is what my mom threatened to make for me when I was a kid. Do I know what dog turd stew is? No. But if I ever asked her what was for dinner, she said, no, no, dog turd stew. All right. So I won't ask what's for dinner today. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm not in the restaurant lingo or the diner lingo, but the one that always got me and, and, you know, pardon my French, I guess, but shit on a shingle. I don't know what that is. I, but I, that just doesn't sound appealing and people actually order that. So do you guys know, have you ever had that? Egg I've never heard of it. Egg, Egg on, on a piece of toast is what it. I understand it to be. There might be a little bit of gravy on top of it or something like that, but it's basically the shingles, the toast. And then I think it's the egg and some gravy on top of it. Okay. I'll take that. I, um, you know, and here we are to uh, rule the cafeteria, I guess, tonight. We're all just going around <laughs> with our favorite recipes. Um, so D-Doc, anything else going on new with you? I see you've got a lot of stuff. you got the desk set up. You've got your, uh, yes. your studio going here. So I actually, um, I, uh, my wife actually got me, she was at Five Below getting Valentine's for the kids and she saw a little mini ring light. And then she actually got me a bigger ring light for Valentine's Day. So oh. I have ring lights now because of my TikTok <laughs> page. I said I needed a bigger uh, tripod and... She knows the way to my heart. She bought me a ring light. You should have seen the box for it. It had like two girls dancing in front of it. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as you can but see yeah. in my glasses, mine, yeah, we bought the box and it had two teenage influencers on it. My daughters were yep. like, um, I think we have okay. the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry and Addie or something like that. I, I don't, don't know either. what it said on it. But I'm happy. I got a new chair. I'm going to be spinning around constantly now. I got my new desk. I'm, I've been slowly building down here. So I, I'm excited. You, you know what, Dave? The, the growth of the podcast comes from the, the little things. It's the little things, the ring lights, the microphones, the artwork behind Brent, the new desk you've got, the shades that I'm wearing. We're just, we're just, we're just adding little touches to the podcast and the YouTube show every time we do it. So, yeah. Brick by brick, just keep building it up. And, you know, build, yeah. if you build it, they will come. I mean, I'm rocking an iPhone with my normal iPod earbuds here, people. <laughs> like, we're not talking to you. If you want to do a podcast, you don't need much. No. Right? Like, a lot of people think that it needs to be this professional rigmarole and you need to get a switchboard and a roadcaster and all of those things. Nah, I'm rocking an iPhone with my, my iPhone headphones. 
That's still sophisticated technology, though. It is. So. <laughs> it yeah, is. but it, most of society has something like that. Like, this is true. <laughs> it, could, it could be a Samsung. It doesn't matter. Most of society has an iPhone or a smartphone to which you could start a podcast. And that's how Joey and I actually had the luxury of he him being in a radio studio for his job when we started. But after he did that, we hopped off and we had our iPhones and our you know, our AirBuds in or what AirPods in, sorry, you know, I'm 50 years old. I say whatever now. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be much now. Would I like it to be? Sure. Would I like to have some major sound effects going on and lines from the Star Wars movies hopping in while we're talking? Love it. But we'll get there one step at a time. Hey, we're attending our first convention. The sky's the limit from right here. We're selling merchandise. Anything can happen on the Rule of the Galaxy podcast and, and YouTube channel now. So yeah. can yeah. we talk about this ICCCCCCCC thing yeah. for a few minutes? Yeah. Right. So, so let's talk, let's talk about this because um, it just keeps getting spicier and spicier uh, to steal from some of the other people that I hear it talking about. I was, mm -hmm. I was walking around at my daddy daughter dance and I started getting my phone blown up because they just made an announcement <laughs> of another individual that's going to be there to sign autographs or yeah. walk around the floor or just be there in general. And I think, I think the quote was um, you're going to need smelling salts to, <laughs> to make sure that I'm alive. That was a, that was a, that was a Joeism. Yeah. For our, uh, for Mr. For Mr. Anakin Skywalker yeah. in the animated version, Matt Lanter. Well, you are correct. Um, between uh, Ian McDermott, Anthony Daniels, um, uh, James Arnold Taylor, that right there. Oh, that's right, Jet. Jet uh, yeah, too. I, I was ready to go. I was sold in 100% on all three of those before the Matt Lanter announcement. And I, I, I'm pretty sure from listening to RFR, Matt Lanter now lives in the Nashville area, so it makes sense for him to be there. But I loved him in the Clone Wars. I thought he was great when he did, in, you know, as a role of Anakin. I, I loved him in the show Timeless, which I think got the short shift it should have gotten a much longer run it's a great fun show it added history and drama and comedy all in one thing and then um and then that jupiter's legacy uh people didn't give that thing enough credit it was a really fun good uh show it was interesting it was real gritty and it wasn't as much as the boys but it was gritty for a star Wars, or for a superhero show so yeah i'll admit i was about ready to drop when i heard the matt laner was coming as well so yeah. And so listening to the, the same podcast, right? The same story, the guy who runs it, um, he mentioned that there's still a few more because I feel like he said there's at least three to four that I think yeah. you Star Wars fans will be interested in. That was after he dropped the Anthony Daniels. So then he said James Arnold Taylor and Matt Lanter. There's, there could be another one floating out there from mm. the Star Wars world to try to get hooked up with. You know what? Before before the Supreme Emperor gets here, what who would you want to see? Let's make him alive, right? Let's not let's not pull somebody right. out of the grave to bring him back for it. You know, but out of the the regular the movies, the the live action and the animated, who would you want to be there as that next guest or two that would put it over the top for you? Any thoughts? I can think of a couple, but go ahead. Right, right off the top of my head, and I'm going to go back to the prequels just because of my childhood, and I know it's only one movie, but if Liam Neeson was there just to talk about his time with Star Wars, man, yes. obviously Liam Neeson is just oh. like a major, major yeah. star. 
Star but I mean, just to, just to, yeah. just to, just to hear him talk about it, because I've seen interviews with him where he was passionate about his performance as Qui-Gon and, you know, I'm hoping we might get him back in this Obi-Wan series. Mm. Who knows? I, I like that one. Okay. I can go with Liam Neeson. I think, and that would bring a lot of other people in too. I mean, taken and, and other things. So Brent, how about you? I'm still trying to think. And so I'm also, you know how I look at it. I look at it as the off the wall world as well. Um, so I'm trying to think of somebody that's like an oddball that would be kind of the oddball. And, but I do want to, I, I don't know if it would draw people, um, but somebody from the sequel trilogy, just to see if there would be somebody to pull somebody in from there, like uh, Daisy Ridley or, or um, uh, John Boyega. Boyega I think it would tear it up. I would think people, would I mean, he, I, him. I think people would love to see him, but again, yeah. I know that he's kind of in a love hate relationship with star Wars based upon some of the stuff he said in the in media. So I, because I also, again, I feel a little more, a little more affinity for them. I would love to also see, honestly, I would love to see, um, and I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head, wicked. Um, oh, Warwick um, Davis. Warwick Davis. I would oh. love to see Warwick Davis there too, just because of all of his other stuff, man. Willow, yeah. Willow, yeah. the the new show they're doing with Willow, because I know they're filming it because they put that out on uh, on Disney Plus Day. But I would love just his history of being in movies. Yes, is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I I, uh, I emailed him a while ago to be on our show, so I'm still waiting to hear back from him. If nice. you're listening out there, Warwick, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, to, to go along with Warwick, one that I'll throw in that's not Star Wars related, uh, I, I would like to have uh, Val Kilmer because he has a cult following, and now after his uh, video, his uh, documentary he did, I think he would be good, and he was in Willow. So, you know, he, he, he would make a good, a good person to be in there. And then um, the only yeah. thing that would keep me away is because of his throat cancer. And yeah. I don't know if he would want to be seen in public or doing a lot of public appearances with it, that. Did, did you watch his documentary? He I haven't going watched it, but basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember signing. you talking about it. And... Yeah. So it, it, I would take that, but uh, Ashley Eckstein, uh, yes. obviously Mark Hamill, obviously Harrison Ford, you know, reach for the stars kind of thing, but uh, Samantha Marshall, Freddie Prince Jr. I, I would think I would take any of those guys to be at the C as well. So that was a good one, Brent. I like I like that you brought that up. Hey, we have, um, if, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see uh, our guest. But for you listening, we have the Supreme Emperor from Wikipedia uh, on Rule of the Galaxy. How are you doing? I'm doing Can pretty good, thanks. I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Uh, how are you all doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. Thanks for having uh, me on. It's a pleasure so, to be here. Well, thank you. So uh, my on, on our little uh, name tags there, it says Nick for me, but I'm Joe. And then uh, the gentleman with the uh, the white beard is Brent, and the other gentleman with the red hair is uh, D-Doc. So Joe, D-Doc, and Brent right there. So um, as we get going, you'll just see us raising our hand and pointing <laughs> and talking. So great to meet you. Thanks for coming on. And, um, and, and you know, one uh, – yeah, we appreciate you taking the time, but there's probably 20 questions that, that I'd love to answer or ask you. So um, if you have a few moments here, just throw out here a little introduction of yourself and what got you going with Wikipedia and, and you know, uh, maybe some love and passion for Star Wars that got you going and things like that. Sounds good. Let's dive into it. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm Supreme Emperor. I'm one of the administrators on Wikipedia. I've been there since approximately 2011 when I started editing, but I've been reading on the site since probably 2008. Um, I personally got into Star Wars through uh, Heir to the Empire, the novel by Timothy Zahn. Picked up at a used bookstore back in the mid-2000s, and uh, the rest is history from there. Gotcha. It's like a rabbit hole. Once you dive in, you don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. Well, that's uh, how I got started there, and uh, okay. I've just been editing ever since. You got it. Um, I mean, you guys have, I don't know, 80, 90,000 followers on Twitter. That's a huge number uh, for, for Wikipedia. When it when it comes to the site, like how big is the site? How much traffic do you get through there? How many people are visiting there every day? Because I know I look something up all the time to prepare for the show or to talk to these guys about Star Wars that we talk every day. So do you have do you have numbers like that? Like how how big and how busy is that site? Uh, well, yeah, I do have some vague numbers. And on an average day where we don't have, let's say, like a new Book of Boba Fett episode, because that'll obviously spike traffic. But you're looking easily upwards of a quarter million views per day. And that's just for main articles. That's not kind of like discussions, posts, or anything like that. Holy cow. Holy and as cow. you noted, uh, Twitter, we've just cracked 80-some-odd uh, thousand people. And that's up from about 33,000 last June. Wow. Okay. So it, obviously you're, you're Supreme Emperor. So I don't know if you're running the show there or not, if there's another a platinum emperor above the Supreme Emperor or anything like that. But <laughs> um, so how many, how many individuals are involved with, with Wikipedia and, and, you know, keeping that thing running? So in terms of our administration team, there is like approximately 10 of us. Okay. Um, and we're just, we're just normal users. We just have access to, you know, a couple more shiny buttons. Uh, but in terms of actual like editors, um, obviously it's all volunteer based. So people come in, they leave uh, as they see fit. Um, but on an average day, we probably have 50 plus editors. Um, and that'll obviously spike around major releases. Um, it'll spike on holidays. Um, it'll dwindle a little bit during, uh, let's say, um, times when people will be in school uh, or those sorts of things. But on an average day, probably 50 275 users. Gotcha. Gotcha. Brent, Brent or DDoc, any, any quick questions from you guys on, on all this? So what is um, two questions kind of related to each other? What is your area of expertise for Wikipedia? And then what do you consider to be your favorite trilogy or in the visual? I'm more of a visual guy. I don't get into the deep history into the lower into the books, but like, so is there an area that you focus on and or would you consider yourself self an expert in this area? And then what would you consider to be your favorite um, Star Wars movie, uh, visual, uh, cartoon, animated show, all of that stuff? I'd say in terms of uh, actual like writing content, I, term, I, trend to, uh, I trend to dive more into the early novels. So things like uh, Legends Expanded Universe, um, that's just always kind of been my personal focus. Um, but recently I've been doing a lot of experimenting with uh, group editing sessions where we've been working on keeping stuff updated from the book of Boba Fett or from new releases, things that are just kind of getting high traffic. Gotcha. And and like Brent said, do you have a favorite? So the books, I'm guessing before any kind of the visual stuff, but do you have a favorite set of the visual part of Star Wars? The, 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 yeah, the TV movie kind of setup. 
I would have to go with uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, it was the first movie that I actually saw in theaters uh, back in, geez, that's been a lot of years now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I would have to go Revenge of the Sith just because it was the first one I've seen in theaters. Um, just kind of got a lot of uh, special memories from that. Good, good. Yeah, that's great. D-Doc, how about you? See, I was going to say Wikipedia is great for the Star Wars fan like me because I, like, there is so much stuff. You know, Star Wars is so deep and there's so many layers to it. And it's like, I feel like I know Star Wars and then I'll hear something I don't know about. And then I'm just like, I need to look into that. And Wikipedia is immediately where you go <laughs> because you know that the answer is there. So it's definitely been a great tool for me because sometimes I get lost in the visuals where... I might not be paying attention to every single thing as we learned on last week's episode. Uh, but Boffins. Yes. Yes. I didn't know what the hell they were. Yeah. And, yep, but Wikipedia was there for me. So I'll more so say thank you even, you know, for, for the stuff you guys do, because it, it just helps you learn deeper into star Wars and how much love these guys really do put into the storytelling. Oh, it's our pleasure. And we honestly, we thoroughly enjoy everything we do. Um, and since it's all volunteer based, anyone is welcome. Um, you're all welcome to join as well, if you'd like. Same with anyone who's listening to us. Awesome. Um, we always love to meet new people and uh, we love to help get new people started on site. Do, do you feel that more people use Wikipedia to look up the the minutiae or the old legends type books, things like that? Or do you think, like you said, Book of Boba Fett comes out and it's bam, everybody's hitting the site to, to go hit that? Or do you think a lot of people are like, oh, well, I know the movies. I, I know the main storyline. I need to know the things that DDoc's like, hey, I need to go look up this little thing over here or that over there. Do you find more of that weighs out more than the other? Well, I don't have access to deeper analytics like that much as I wish I did. Um, so I would say it's probably a combination of both. You get the people who are looking for, say, the deeper thing that they read uh, on a page in a novel. Um, but obviously around any sort of major releases, we'll see traffic spike for like Boba Fett or Chrysanthemum uh, or those sorts of things, Cad Bane. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, go ahead, Brent. So what book in the EU? So you, yeah. So what book in the EU? hold you in so you said heir to the empire is what kind of got you started in the books but like which one do you go back to often which one do you find yourself re-reading re re what is uh what's your pull back into or or character too like what is your favorite character from the eu i'd have to go with thrawn um just because you know heir to the empire really dragged me in between that and the uh, old jedi academy trilogy um they just kind of hooked me and uh, i never looked back and it's just and, been all rabbit hole since then. And are you reading the new Thrawn stuff as well, since it is, since Thrawn is your favorite character, or are you still I, staying into the EU? No, I try to stay up to date on all the uh, new canon stuff as well, but I okay. am significantly behind because there is just <laughs> never enough time. <laughs> no. We, we were just talking about it beforehand. Um, I have enjoyed the new High Republic books. I, I mean, I'm not like, wow, I cannot wait, or that's my favorite part of it. But of course, being a kid that grew up with the original trilogy, you know, this is something brand new and, and you know, um, but I'm excited because they're actually finally going to come out with the book that is the, the guide to the, to the High Republic. Because <laughs> for me, it's been just, I'm reading them like, oh man, I wish I had a better place to just look this right next to me. And I could use Wikipedia, <laughs> but since I'm not usually sitting in front of my computer or have my phone with me while I'm reading, you know, or 
whatever, or while I'm listening to it on my <laughs> audiobooks. Um, but have you have you seen a lot of interest in the High Republic since that has been coming out? There's definitely been a significant amount of interest in it. Um, obviously, not everyone's going to enjoy the new canon novels, but there's definitely been a significant amount of interest um, among our editor base as well. There's a lot of people that gravitate towards that. Um, and even the authors themselves, they've just been so open and inviting to uh, people asking questions, learning a bit more behind the scenes, or even just, you know, coming in just for a little quick, hey, how's it going? Nice, nice. Um, yeah, obviously, you're not, at least I don't think, you're not any direct affiliation with Lucasfilm or Star Wars or Disney, correct? There's no, it's just more of a, hey, we support you by doing this in a volunteer basis. You do your thing there. There's no like where they're contractually, these writers have to come to you or anything like that, correct? No, nothing like that. Um, we're just, you know, we're just volunteer fans. Um, a lot of them, a lot of authors and uh, writers and creators do use our site as a reference, which we absolutely love. We absolutely love uh, hearing <laughs> that, uh, say like Alyssa Wong, the writer of the new Afro series, will tell us that, oh, you know, I used a couple pages on uh, Wikipedia. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, but uh, nothing, nothing official. Um, more of a, you guys are a good resource. We'll link to you on StarWars.com, um, but nothing that's official beyond that. Okay, D Doc Brent, another question or anything right off the top of your head? I, I, I tell you what, so, I wish Alfie was here. I will say this: I wish Alfie was here. He's not feeling well tonight, um, but he and I grew up together. And we're cousins and uh, spent a lot of time reading Star Wars books, watching Star Wars as kids. And um, when Thrawn came out, actually, so you're, you're mentioning Thrawn and, and uh, the Heir to the Empire uh, trilogy. He and I actually took notebooks and we started going through the old Brian Daly, Han Solo legacy <laughs> and the, the Lando Calrissian legacy or, or, you know, trilogy. And we actually started writing on notebooks with topics just like Wikipedia does, we had notebooks of, okay, this character was in this book and this book, let's write down what page he was on, what he did. <laughs> and we had that for a number of years and I don't know what's happened to it, but I, I know he and I talked about, wouldn't this be great if we could do something with this and to see where you guys have taken something like this is just awesome because, you know, early nineties, that was a dream, you know, a pipe dream. It wasn't even an internet that time, I don't think. So anyway, that's just me rambling. Go ahead, Brent. So you've made a couple of statements and this is, this is my ignorance of Wikipedia. I've only used it as basically straight up Wikipedia, but you made reference that there, is there like forums? Is there like chats? Is there other aspects of Wikipedia that I'm not aware of? Um, yeah. So that, there is that as a uh, user could get involved in. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So there is a few other aspects to it. There's obviously the, there's the encyclopedic side, which is just anything that's article and content related. We have a discussion site as well, which is uh, a series of forums where anyone can uh, join and just chat about Star Wars. And we have our uh, our Discord server as well, which is largely editing related, but it does have a couple of channels just for some general uh, some general chat. Good to know. Yeah, uh, I, I just brought up the page. Uh, there's 173,000 pages, 110,000 photos, and 80,000 <laughs> discussions going on. So people like Star Wars. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and, and you know, we joke around because all none of us are experts. Brent, myself, D-Doc, well, 
Alfie might be the closest one, followed by Nick <laughs> over over all of us. But they're not here tonight. They are they're what we consider our Wikipedia. But we all we all use you, so it's great. And and we love to have people listen to our show that they want to hear us talk Star Wars, but they don't. You know, we we can't be experts. We're just fans like them and fans like you. To see the work that you guys put into this is is amazing because I know for us just to do an hour hour and a half podcast every week you start going holy cow there, there's a lot to go along with this right so um now when when you said you got involved in 2011 was that when wikipedia started or was it started before then no so the site itself was started around uh, 2005 and that originally spawned out of uh wikipedia um, people used to go on Wikipedia and they would start creating these deep dive articles into the expanded universe, um, into extreme amounts of detail, the levels of detail that we cover. Yeah. Um, but it was determined that these didn't fall within the scope of Wikipedia itself. So from that, uh, a new idea spawned, which was the creation of a Wikia, a, which is now transitioned into fandom, but the creation of a new site that would cover just Star Wars and the uh, ex- the ever-expanding universe around that. Wow. That's awesome. 2005, and you got involved in 2011. I mean, think about that. You've been it with them for over a decade now. I mean, how does that feel? That's, how many articles have you written in that decade? That is a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the last couple of years, my work has been more related to uh, reviewing and uh, reviewing and things like that, just to, because of a lack of time. Um and obviously, I do our social, I do our Twitter account and our YouTube account as well. So those do take up a significant amount of time. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a very long time. It's been a very very fun journey. Yeah, that's good. D. Docker Brent, anything? You don't have to have questions. I'm just throwing it <laughs> out there because I I don't want to be just you know steamrolling the whole thing here. No, they come to me as I'm, uh, you know, as we're talking, but I, I will say too, like for those watching on YouTube, it's nice that you guys have like two for trending articles, like right when you get on, they have like a lot of the modern um, storylines that are happening right now where you, you know, they have the Darksaber sitting right there as one of your main articles you can click on. So it's like, if you don't know what the Darksaber is, you can click on that and there's a whole hell of a lot on it on here where... <laughs> you can learn a lot about it where, you know, I have friends who, you know, enjoy the new, new star Wars stuff where, you know, they didn't even know who Cad Bane was when he showed up, but it's like, you know, some of that stuff, it's like, Hey, here's the dark saber on Wikipedia. This is the history of it. And you're like, damn, that's not just a cool sword that Mando has. There's a lot behind it. Right. And I just double checked a couple of our analytics here. Um, so since Book of Boba Fett, um, we've actually been averaging over 750,000 page views per day. Wow. And that's like that, that's like the numbers that have come out for the, I mean, I, I'm sure that probably was something you had written down, Joe, but what was it? 25 or 26% more In- viewers on increase. the finale of Book of Boba Fett than yeah. Mando season two. So, yeah. I mean, people are, you know, I, I know we all may have our opinions on Book of Boba Fett, but, you know, it's brought in some more viewers. And, you know, I think it, we might have some new Star Wars fans jumping on board right now, which is pretty cool. Agreed. Agreed. Um, speaking of that, I mean, let, let's jump in, give everybody a couple minutes just to to review. And, and now the series is over. Um, Book of Boba Fett, you know, 
it had its high points, its low points. It had its questionable points, like a, the the lizard going up his nose and things like that. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. You know, um, I I thought it brought some new fun characters in. I thought um, we we've, we've got some depth on Boba Fett. Yes, it's completely different than a guy who grew up and watched Empire and Jedi. You know, in eighty and eighty three how I looked at Boba Fett, but I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't think anything had to be set in stone on that character. So overall, I really liked it. Um, I think um, it was interesting. They mixed in two whole basically shows just of the Mandalorian in the middle of it. But our, our buddy, Mark Newbold at starwars.com said, consider this Mandalorian 2.5. <laughs> um, and, and it kind of turned out to be that. So, but I enjoyed it and it, it's got me looking forward to, to new things in the future. Brent, how about you? Uh, overall review of the, of the, of the series. So before I get into an overall review, I'm going to ask, do you think it would be better if, do you like it as an episodic release or do you think it would be better as a dump? By I, that being the Netflix yeah. style dump I, the whole season at one time. I 100% prefer the episodic because it's it's you get to look forward to that next thing and you talk about it for a week as the next one's coming. That's just my opinion. Now, something that like dropping the old Ewoks and Droids cartoons, dropping the old Ewoks movies, dump those right in. Let people go binge through and check all that stuff out. But new content, I'm perfectly okay with it being episodic. I have and to go I, with uh, I have to go with episodic as well, and that's for twofold reasons. First reason being, it's a lot to take in all at once, mm. and the second reason being, we need time to try to get caught up each week. <laughs> <laughs> we had one hell of a time just trying to keep some of the main articles updated every <laughs> single week. Not to mention our favorite unidentified tweet, like Major Domo. <laughs> yes, I mean, so, like that's by I, far I, our favorite. <laughs> Okay. And with all of the rabbit and the way that Filoni and Favreau like to throw in and the nods to the EU, I can see why you get so much traffic because everybody wants to go frame by frame with that to see what did the, what did I miss? Like what what mm -hmm. Easter egg did they throw in? Have I seen that little rabbit rat catching droid before? Um, <laughs> or have I seen the the chef that looks like Grievous Chopping? Or like you know what I mean? Like they're they're going to look for right. those rabbit hole things because the way that Filoni and Favreau have been building the Mandalorian and the, the Book of Boba Fett at this at this point, the the creators of the Star Wars TV stuff, they've done a fantastic job of weaving those little nuggets in there and. I miss a half of them because I'm not deep into the, the lore, deep into the books. Um, so I feel like I miss half of them. Um, but I, it drives people to Wikipedia. The thing that the reason why I say, ask the question is I would say episodic as well, but it's also getting tiresome <laughs> listening, <laughs> listening to the hardcore fan nitpick like I mm. want to just like there are there there are good conversations, but then the the way I guess they're presented in the social media world and the nitpicking that happens is getting very tiresome. So there's a part <laughs> of me that almost wants it to be dropped as a dump, um, just so. But I love the fact that it is episodic because you you have the ability to have the conversation with the coworker. Have you seen it? Where are you at? Like it's you have that water cooler talk as opposed to 
like with Stranger Things, you're like, oh, where are you at in it? I can't talk to you now because something's coming up or <laughs> or whatever is on Netflix or like you you don't want to spoil it because you don't remember what order it happened in because you've watched the whole thing. So you yeah. don't want to spoil it for everybody else. So then you end up not even talking about it because you don't want to spoil it for that other person. So I like the episodic version of the version, but it's just like, I feel like it's also being, and it's just me buying in and reading all of those stories as well. Right. That's me looking at the social media and looking at the dumpster fire that can be Twitter. And I just got to pull myself away from that. <laughs> Alfie and thrives stop on reading that. it. Alfie thrive. He, he wants there, to set the world on fire with those conversations. And there are, <laughs> the, there are a lot of other people that want to set the world on fire too, or they, they want to have that hot take that becomes the discussion thread. They want to be yeah. the starter of that discussion thread that has 10,000 comments or they want to like, and it seems like as opposed to just enjoying what you're watching or yep. um, having a, having a real, like honest conversation, like uh, I know I'm going on a diatribe, but there was a comment that was like, why, why did Ahsoka tell Grogu or tell Mando to take Grogu to the rock if he was in, if she was already in conversation with Luke, right? That was a question that was posed, but it's, how do you know that she was already in conversation with Luke? How do you know that they already talked to each other? You don't know the timelines. There's nothing that says this timeline or that timeline. So some people in their headcanon just can't get out of their own headcanon and think that because this looks this way or, Another one is, well, how come Omega didn't show up? Because Omega's his brother, or like sister. Omega's a brother to Boba, sister, whatever. They're related. Yeah. Well, we know that, but no one else in the show has been exposed to Omega, to our knowledge. So no one else knows who Omega is. So why would Omega show up? So there's just some of those things that just kind of get Brent, logged in my joy, head. That's the joy of the internet, man. People just like to go. <laughs> it's like From to go. One of yeah. the things that I really try to push with our Twitter um, and even just social media in general is uh, trying to get those positive conversations going. I'm sure you've all noticed that every week uh, mm -hmm. I would post a, I would post a tweet without spoilers. What did you think of the episode? And generally it, it led to people having a lot more positive discussions yeah. about it as opposed to here's what I didn't like. It's here's yeah. what I did like. So, you know, it's funny. You said my that. overall reaction. At Go ahead. Okay. No, no. Go ahead. I was just saying, my to, to I went off on my diatribe and whatever. So, but my overall reaction to Boba was I would call it like a seven or eight. I think I put out there somewhere on social media. It wasn't on a major post or tweet, but it was. I would say that it, I liked it more than the Bad Batch, but not as much as I like the movies and anything else, or like than Mandalorian. So the movies in Mandalorian are definitely better than this book of Boba Fett, but I enjoyed Boba Fett more than I did the Bad Batch season one. And so, but I still watch them all. I mean, mm -hmm. but that's where I'd put it. I'd put it in like about a seven category. It was it was a fun ride. I enjoyed the last episode, um, seeing the rancor come up over the top of the mount or the the um, houses was yeah. awesome. And then watching him do the X one hundred percent King Kong uh, <laughs> climbing up the tower. I somebody put on social media a picture of like biplanes uh, flying around him, <laughs> and it looked. I mean. My, was, that was what it was going for. It oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so those are things that like I enjoyed. Um, I wish it would have been more Godfather. I don't, I don't think I got enough Godfather that I w wanted. Um, but it was fun. Like it, it was fun. And I, and 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 I'll end by saying I just wish people would die.
and stay dead. And stay dead. I think you mean Star Wars people would die. Not <laughs> characters. characters. I just wish character. Okay. I, I just wish characters could have a could have an end, and not have to be talked about incessantly. I agree. There's always the back. question. D. Doc, how about well before? Well, the, I will say this: Did the Grant. female Tuscan lady die? Yes. Did Did Cad Cobb Vanth die? Like, okay, I wish Cobb Vanth would have died. I, I <laughs> however, I do think somebody somebody on the podcast brought it up. I do think he might be the Rangers of the New Republic. I think they might be trying to work him into that. So now he's going to have a now he's going to have a Winter Soldier arm that he can do Ooh. with that. I'll I, just be happy. I'll just be happy if we get uh, Paul Sunhyun Lee coming in as just an X-wing pilot again. If we get a whole series around him. I will be happy. <laughs> he he has yeah, been entertaining right. in a different different you know kind of approach. I, I like what he does there. So, he's the Canadian actor, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Really, he's a really nice guy. We've talked to him a couple of times. He's just he's he's just great fun to talk to. <laughs> he has a That's lot of awesome. fun with what he does. He, awesome. He's another guy who's just a fan of Star Wars, similar to Ming-Na Wen, right? Like he's already just a big fan even before getting on the uh, show. So I, I do enjoy to see that they're bringing guys in who are passionate about it. That's the cool thing, especially with a lot of the content nowadays, is it's it's not like the old days where nobody had heard of Star Wars because it didn't exist you know, 20 years before. Now the people that are creating Star Wars, that are acting in Star Wars, that are writing and writing it and illustrating it, these are people who grew up with the original trilogy. These are people who grew up as lifelong fans, and now they get to help shape that next generation of it. Yeah, it's very awesome. Did um, did you, uh, Supreme Emperor? Did you have a an overall feel? Like, was it some you enjoyed Book of Boba Fett? Did you find it lacking? Did you find, hey, I enjoyed it, and and I can move on to the next thing? Loved every bit of it. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, like I said before, it's uh, it's led to us trying a couple new projects on site, like um, us working collectively on an article on like a Google, uh, Google Doc, just to try and really get ahead of that uh, ahead of that content, um, so that people coming in don't just see an empty article about, say, that major domo. Mm-hmm. We want them to come in and see. Okay, well, here's an exact article of this is his history. Here's how he appeared. Here's how he was portrayed. Here's his personality, and it really gave us a chance to try and. Uh, experiment with uh, a lot of those new ideas that's awesome no that's good that's good stuff um so brent you brought it up and uh you know one of the things that i had written down before this show is why do star wars fans always like to complain first and and then talk about stuff later and i think you've already hit on it and i'll let ddoc and, and supreme emperor discuss it but you're right because one of the goals of our podcast is let's just have fun if we if we're going to complain complain real quick and, and move on. Let's, let's just go have fun with it. Right. I mean, we're here for that reason to be entertained and Star Wars is uh, a fun thing. That's a part of our lives. So D doc, go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's almost like if you look at it in terms of like football, it's like you're a Steelers fan and I'm an Eagles fan, but we both like football. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, <clears throat> I, I honestly, when it comes to even the, the sequels, I know they're very polarizing when it comes to arguments and, I know I might have some stuff that I like or dislike about them, but at the same time, if someone loves it, why am I going to spend my time to convince them why they shouldn't like it? There's no reason for it. And to me, it's like the people are trying to project their opinion onto somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's like, I could have my opinion and maybe have a disagreement or whatever, but it's like, we still both love star Wars, you know, 
you know, maybe some things didn't yep. pan out, as Brent says in your headcanon. We all have headcanon when it comes to Star Wars. You can't help it. You have your own image of how you picture things happening or how because we all have our own relationships with these characters. So over time you build these relationships and you feel like, oh, well, I don't know if he, I, I don't know if Luke would have done that or whatever, but at the same time, this is what they've given us. And, you know, just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy, you know? Yep. yep. Yeah, and, and as you said, at the end of the day, you might like something different than I do. I might like something different than you do. And that's fine. At the core of it, we both love Star Wars. Exactly. I'll I'll bring it up all the time. I love the Marvel comics from 77 through 85. Some of them are as corny as can be and <laughs> weird as can be. But man, being that it was such a big part of my life, that was the only way you could keep in touch with Star Wars really a lot in that time frame. It just meant that much to me. So I still have all of them right over here. And it, it means something to me. Other people would be like, eh, is it canon? I'm not really going to dive into that. You know, I'm not worried about it. <clears throat> Sorry. Go ahead, Brent. To keep that sports analogy going, yes, we're all football fans, but I have never understood, and this is just who I am, I'm very much a conservative fan. Like, I'm not a homer. I will call it the way that I see it. Like, it's, if my team committed a penalty, they should have been flagged <laughs> for the penalty. Like, I've never understood the people that are, like, overly critical of their own, fa- of their own team. And I guess that's what the problem herein lies. The yeah. problem is because I kind of try to stay pretty mellow and, and even keel with my fandom um, for many years. Most people would not know that I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan because growing up as a kid, I couldn't really watch them <laughs> because I didn't have cable. Cause I lived in the Midwest. And when they find I, 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 it was my coming out of the closet moment when they finally made it to the Super Bowl and got their, tail handed to him by john elway <laughs> but like that like I, i'm a falcon fan but i'm also like i'm not going to be like a in your face falcon fan and i'm also not going to be like the the world's ending because my team lost and i'm going right. to go mope in my corner fan like i try to stay even keel on it and i guess that's what i hope everybody else does and that's me projecting the way that i am onto somebody else and i need to stop but I'm guilty of doing that though. Yeah. I, I live, I, I, I. <laughs> hey, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to get us in some other ones since we're, we're, we're probably ripping on ourselves about the complaining here. Um, <laughs> is, um, I'll just go through these quick and you guys shoot me your answers here. Uh, is Cad Bane dead? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, just fun. Just, I mean, I don't care. Uh, personally, I'll say this. I hope he's dead because really, I enjoyed really? all of him in the clone wars. And, and during that time frame, but he's had a good long run. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, it's time to bring me another new character. I'm okay with him being dead. Okay. okay. So there's two things. One, yes, he's had a good long run, but how many of the general public realize how long his run is? They need We're to go back and watch podcast, Clone Wars. So, well, that's true. They <laughs> need to go back and watch the Clone Wars. True. But like how many people, like you said, 38% viewers picked up on this other than the Mandalorian. So there are brand new people into this world yeah. and they're going to look at this guy and be like, who's this guy now? Yes, they could go back, but he was so freaking cool. Yeah. And he was, and now he's gone. He, I mean, he, he's Boba. He's Boba from the original trilogy. He was on for probably had more words than Boba Fett did in the original yeah, trilogy. Much, <laughs> but he was on for maybe about twenty minutes total on both shows. But he was freaking cool. He is cool. So, I do love so the I'm, character. So I'm torn. Like, right? So should they bring him back in live action? 
Yeah, because I think it'd, it'd be cool for the new people that just found him. At the same time, I want people to die. I want them to have a life cycle. I want them to, I, if, if you actually do something to make you look huh. like you get killed, you should stay dead. Right. Right. Mass will tell you Darth Maul. Now, hey, I'll throw this caveat <laughs> out there before D-Doc or Supreme Emperor answers, but I, I could see him fitting into the Kenobi series in live action. I could see, I mean, it makes sense. Time-wise, he could be he could be helping the Empire at that time. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Supreme Emperor or D-Doc, you want Cad Bane dead or alive? Well, if we're going by official standpoint, yes, he's dead from everything we understand. Personally, I'm okay with that because, as you said, he's had a good run. And part of this series was uh, bringing Boba Fett into, I guess, what I'll what I'll dub his uh, his next series. He's not the bounty hunter anymore. He's not right. the guy working for money. He's learning who he really is in the galaxy and what he is beyond, you know, a bounty hunter in his father's shadow. So for them to kill off Cad Bane, who obviously we know that he had a history with as a child, it's pushing him out of that bounty hunting phase and into the next phase of his life. I like it. I like it. D-Doc. And even with more symbolism, the fact that if he did kill him, it was with the Tuscan Raider, you know, staff, which, you know, that helped him, as Emperor was saying, enter into this new phase of his life. So it would be fitting. I mean, I would love to see him in more live action, but I had the same thought right when he stabbed him. My mind goes, is he really dead? But it looked like he stabbed him pretty good. So I'll say he's dead. But there was a beeping, there was like a mm -hmm. beeping and there was like a sound of a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a life, life support, support system. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, God, his, just hearing, I guess it's Corey Burton and I didn't know who that was. I wasn't, but just hearing him is so awesome. And like I said, yeah. they're going to, they're going to people that only watch the Mandalorian that haven't watched it. And they're gonna like, I want to know more about this guy. So you might pull more people in like the, like just because your friend, like you said, D doc never heard of him before. saw him. It's like, who is this dude? He's terrifying and amazing. Um, there's going to be more people like that. So, so I'm torn. Like I said, my, my official stance is I guess I hope he is dead, but <laughs> all right. Um, so I think we all have a different series who are most looking forward to coming up. Um, I am looking forward to the Kenobi series, Brent and or, uh, D doc. Were you, were you Kenobi as well? I forget. I'm on board with Kenobi. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait for Kenobi. So, Supreme Emperor. Is there one that you're looking forward to the most, or do you see the most potential for in the upcoming series for star Wars? Personally, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tie between Kenobi because I'm hoping we get something similar to like the old John Jackson Miller Kenobi novel, uh, but also Mando season three just because now we've seen what's happening in the interlude we've seen how Grogu has come full circle from Mando to Jedi back to Mando again, and they've just got this this incredible new cast that they can bring in to uh, help supplement his character. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that and how they're going to incorporate these Book of Boba Fett characters into into a larger series. Okay. Brent, don't you think don't you think the Book of Boba Fett kind of gave us a little bit of that Tuscan John Jackson Miller it inside it yeah. like so it was kind of almost bringing that John Jackson Miller version of the Tuscans 
or at least because that's what the that's what I picked took away from the book was that it was kind of humanizing and giving you an insight into the culture and the matriarchal nature and how they did things and how they orchestrated things. Um, so I feel like Boba might have given us some of that Tuscan Raider John Jackson Miller. So I'm not sure if they're going to continue with that idea or if they're going to do something different with the Kenobi. I picked up a lot of those kind of little hints back to the old novels. Um, so it was really cool to see them on the big screen being in a more mm-hmm. human, in a more human mm-hmm. fashion other than the Raiders we saw in Attack of the Clones. Correct. So um, <clears throat> I, I will throw this one out there because Brent and I were laughing about it before the show. And I'm sure there's going to be different people looking at it in a different way. But I'd like to get everybody's opinion here. We've had many discussions on the Galactic Star Cruiser at <laughs> Disney. Um, I I read pretty much everything that get, comes out. I always try to read everything new, novels, you know, y- young adult novels. I can't keep up with the comics as much as I used to. But seeing that there's going to be a book coming out that is Han and Leia on a honeymoon on the Galactic Star Cruiser after Return of the Jedi. Where do you guys stand on that? Is that is it is it too cross-promotional? Is it the right move? I mean, what, what are you guys' thoughts on it? I, I I'm just kind of want to hear what everybody has to say, I guess. Any thoughts? Go ahead, D Doc. Uh, just a quick point is like, um, obviously, yeah, it is pretty cross promotional. Um, but if you really, if you really are trying to sell the star cruiser, I mean, it's like, do you really need to do it through a book? Like, or, or do you want to throw it into a show or something like that? Like, I I don't know. I don't know that it's going to catch a lot of the people who are going to be going there because there's a lot of people who just want to say that they stayed there, you know, but I do think I I thought it was pretty weird when I read that article. I don't know. Kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. You know, it doesn't, I I just can't picture Han and Leia just being like, let's go on our honeymoon (laughs) together after everything that happened. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. The Supreme Emperor, any thoughts from you on that? I'm excited to see how they're going to do it. I'm wondering if they're going to uh, throw in some allusions to the courtship of Princess Leia and kind of their early. I, I'm interested. I'm wondering if they're going to kind of not so much pull in some of those elements, but maybe bring in some of those concepts into their relationship. Um, I think it's cool how they're doing a lot of behind a lot more kind of uh, in-depth material about it, similar to what they did with Batu. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Okay. Well, I know they they're doing a comic even if series, not, right? Yeah, and even and even if none of us can actually afford to go to it, I'm still excited for it. <laughs> Let, let's let's not honest, kid ourselves. Kid. We we've all talked about it. We we joke around a little bit about Galactic Star Cruiser, but we've all Brent and I have been to Galaxy's Edge, and if we had the money, we probably would go to the Galactic Star Cruiser. It's just right now, it's just a little over the top of the budget so i can i can tell you what it would be like to have a group of wikipedians there we would just be going down hallways with uh notebooks and tablets detailing every little every little thing oh, while gosh. everyone is bottlenecked behind us trying to get down the hallway <laughs> that's exactly what would happen i i just want to know and i'm gonna steal this from a twitter follower if it's gonna be the honeymoon are we going to know where Ben was conceived? Are we going to know, is it on the bridge or is it, <laughs> is it, is it in the lightsaber training facility? Mm. Is there a special room? The, uh, the uh, Han and Leia 
suite? Is it like the presidential suite, but the Han and Leia suite? Are we gonna? I, is that where Ben was conceived? I actually think that's a good plan. I mean, honestly, if I was promoting the Galactic Star Cruiser, I would create a, a Han and Leia suite. I, I just would. I mean, it just, I would think people would say, if I'm going to pay a little bit extra, I want that one, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to go down this hole, I would say just, just go ahead and go all in on it. I don't know. Okay. All right. So. I don't know. Like, I, seriously, I don't know. Like, they've they've missed marketing on this thing like nobody's business i feel there has been nothing but a terrible terrible marketing plan for this thing um because it was really cool when i first heard about it like three or four years ago when they were building it they had the idea they're like okay and it's going to be like role-playing and then they show some of the videos and like and I get why they did the Goldbergs because like that kid from the Goldberg is nothing but a Star Wars fan. Yep. And about every five episodes, they work him saying something about Star Wars. So that makes sense, but I'm not a huge one follower of that show. So like, and if you don't watch the show and you don't know his character, he comes off as straight cheese in mm. that video. And it was just bad. All right, we'll, we'll we'll stop bashing the Star Cruiser. We'll we'll stop doing that. I you know the other day was Valentine's Day, and and I hope yeah. I hope you all had a significant other to to partake in Valentine's Day with. And for our listeners, I hope you all had someone to share Valentine's Day with. Looking at the love stories in Star Wars, mm. is there a favorite couple? Is there a favorite uh romance you think ah that right there that's star wars in in a romance in a nutshell right there do do any of you have a favorite one brent i'll go ahead and start i i I do have the joke one that i'll save to the end but and i think i might steal one of yours (laughs) kanan and hera love that one had a pretty strong connection in the rebels um they they were kind of mom and dad for the rest of the rebel gang they they had a they had a no nonsense way about them they could they could put each other in their place but you could definitely tell that there was a care and that there was a love that was keeping them together and they both had a common purpose right they were both uh, they were fighting the rebellion so there was a common purpose and a common drive but i think those two was it was a really cool um it was a really cool love story throughout the four years mm-hmm. and then especially in the way that it ended and him protect using all of his force powers to protect the rest of them. And then obviously succumbing because it was a blast. So I think that right there, it was a pretty cool love story. So I don't know if I stole one from you. I have another fun one and I'll throw at the end, but yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think that was a great one. Uh, Supreme Emperor, do you have a, a favorite romance kind of couple from the star Wars universe? I'm going to go back a little further than that. We're going to go back to, uh, Things like the uh, Legacy of the Force series. And I got to go Jaina Solo and Jagged Bell. Oh, just because it spanned, it spanned such a long period. It took them so long to actually realize how much they actually cared for each other. But it was just so beautifully done. And it just spanned so many different forms of media. I, I really, the, really just, like it, that book series. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And it just, it's, you got to see the progression of it throughout uh, all of these different series to this final culmination where they end up uh, being the heirs to a new generation. No, you, you are correct. That was a great one right there. I didn't, I didn't even have that one written down. There's so many good things. 
across Star Wars. I I I put on Twitter the other day. I looked up all the girlfriends Luke had between books, comics, and everything. Wow, he he they really ran him through the ringer of how many different uh, girls he he you know tried to date, tried to have a relationship with, fell apart, all that. So, yeah, but that that's a great one right there. And that book series itself right there is is one of my favorites from the uh, from the old days there. D Doc, how about you? I'll I'll speak for Nick and I'll go to the obvious one, which is Anakin and Padme, because Nick said that's what Attack of the Clones was the first time he experienced <laughs> what true love really was. He said, this is true love. And, and I'll, I'll give that to Nick. If, if Nick's listening, I'm sure I'll get a good laugh out of that. Uh, on, the to- on the topic of Anakin, I accidentally made Twitter cry at the like 1 a.m. on Valentine's Day. Um, oh. By, and I didn't even do this intentionally. I had set up our tweet feed for uh, a day in advance. And I just found this cool little tidbit on Obi-Wan Kenobi's page about on the canon page about how a young Anakin Skywalker, after becoming his apprentice, ended up like sleeping kind of in the same room oh, uh, yes. close to the bed because he was afraid. And I accidentally had that tweet out at 1 a.m. on Valentine's Day. And... I think Twitter hated me a little bit. <laughs> it was a great tweet. I think I liked it and retweeted it. It was a great one. And and you're right. That was that was good. And lots of emotion right there in that. Um I do, I have a lot of fun doing these uh these little graphic designs we've been working on. We've been having I've been having a lot of fun with these. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed what you guys have taken this to on this next level here. Brent, yeah, you're gonna throw the joke in before you hit the joke. I no, say, I was gonna there's another go real one, but I just lost it. So go That's with okay. your next one. There was another uh, real one. So I, I'm gonna throw my my two. Uh, I had I had one that actually transpired and one we'll wait and see transpire in future um canon. But uh the in canon one currently is Obi-Wan and Satine, as you know. Um the the non-canon one yet, but I'm hoping someday will be, is Luke and Mara Jade. Um, I, I think anybody and everybody who was into Star Wars in the 90s and the early 2000s, Luke and Mara Jade was everything we wanted in uh, in Star Wars. Um, but then getting really into the Clone Wars like I did and seeing that relationship between Obi-Wan Satine, man, that, that was a that was a great uh couple right there. And uh yeah, just broke your heart at the end of that. So <laughs> go ahead, Brent. Okay, so there is a serious one, then I'll follow with my other one that I think T-Bob will like. Um, the serious one, and it comes from Lost Stars. Mm. It was uh, Thane Kyrell and Kyanna Ree, and yeah. I just, I love, it, it. I don't know if it's not quite the love story, but I love the fact that they played off of the fact that they both wanted to be Imperial, then they split off and that they could recognize each other's flying and fighting mm-hmm. from watching them fly and knew that it was like Sienna could watch that pilot and knew that that was Thane because they had flown so much together and and then they wouldn't turn each other in and there was just the whole book I feel was very well done because it yes. gave you it gave you a side story that was happening within the original trilogy timeline and kind of put people in different spots. So it was like that secondary auxiliary story, but then there was that love story in there too, between those two, which I really enjoyed. So that was another, that was another serious one. Then our friend T-Bob would, would, would love to hear me say that Maz Kanata and Chewie would be a great love story. Cause could you imagine that relationship? Mm. 
he did he does love him some Moz right there. So <laughs> gosh. I, I actually have Moz sitting uh right next to me right now, my little Lego set. So Chewy oh, Chewy great. isn't is that Chewy is not castle? there. Yes, yes. This is a cool little set actually because like the trees would fall and stuff like that. But my <laughs> Chewy Lego is in storage. I wanted to have the two of them standing next to each other. Hand in hand. That would be I great. Just, I just need more money so that I can actually buy more Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't I we just all? Get, I just get into building plastic little kits that are even worse than that. Yeah. So, um, yeah I was going to so. say, uh, Supreme Emperor brent is into star wars legion so we we think we all have addictions but he's got himself into not only does he put them together paint them then he goes and does the the games with them and and it's it's fascinating i don't have the brain power to keep up with him on all that stuff but it is incredible and so you talk about detail you you know you you guys could use some cards that come along with them for all the details and the powers and little storylines to go <laughs> Like people used to put West End games. I'm sure there's West End games yeah. information in Wikipedia. Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah. So the the Legion's cards alone that come with them have so much detail on them. So oh, between that and Armada, even just the level of detail and the little figures and ships that they have is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Or and X-wing as well. So the X-wing's the other one. That that's too, the dog. Yeah. So the three the three main Star Wars tabletop games. But yeah. So I got into Legion. It's just a it's a three dimensional chess game that just has me. <laughs> That I can play with my Star Wars figures, and it just—it's the strategy and the trying to beat players. And anyways, sorry, it, just, I, it I'm consumes. Like, I'm, I'm loving the the, uh, the ship designs they've been doing for Armada. Just I cannot, mm-hmm. I just can't afford them all. <laughs> so I got the next best thing, and I got a 3D printer. <laughs> there you go. Good for you. <laughs> um, so a couple a couple quick things uh, for you here. Will will Wikipedia be showing up? Do they go to a lot of conventions? They go to Star Wars Celebration. Do, do you guys participate in events like that? We've been to Celebration in the past. Um, I don't know if we're doing anything formal for this next one. Um, obviously, with us being uh, in so many different parts of the world, every country has different COVID rules and restrictions. We would certainly love to. I can say that. But we'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we... We um we could not put it together as a group to get out to celebration this year. We are going to the I Triple C in Nashville, end of April, beginning of May, uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee. Really looking forward to that. And they, we were talking about earlier, they're having so many great guests to that that we we're just beside ourselves thinking how cool that's going to be and and be around all that. But uh, I I think you guys would make yeah, like you mentioned, going in the past. I don't know how it would make sense for you guys to be there. I'm sure so many people would come up with a million questions and, and you guys could just grab the answers for them and give them to them there. Um, we that's, were why we've, uh, oh, that's why, yeah, I've been trying to do kind of the next best thing, which is hosting uh, the uh, Twitter space from our Twitter account, um, yes. little kind of live meet and greets. It's the next best thing to get to see us in person is just hop on a little Twitter call with <laughs> us. What do you want to ask us? There you go. There you go. We we brought it up earlier, and you said you didn't have the money to buy Legos. Join the club. We're all. Got, um, are there things besides the books that you do, you do collect, or the you is books your thing when it comes to Star Wars? That's my main thing. Um, it's just kind of the books and comics. Um, I wish I had. I, I try to get the Lego when I can, just because it just makes such a beautiful display piece. But just that budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, we we all have our weaknesses. Uh, I yeah, I I've got a little bit of everything except for Legos. That's the one thing I don't 
jump for into me for me it's books if i go into it's not a good idea to send me into a bookstore unsupervised it <laughs> will not go well okay these guys are these guys are all toy collectors don't let them fool you uh they all i mean we'll spend about a good half hour each show talking about the lack of hasbro toys <laughs> or or what hasbro toys we we were able to find those like uh the the three main three four main guys are pretty hardcore uh black series figure collectors and uh yeah. figure collectors we we definitely are we're always on a prowl go ahead D-Doc. i i wasn't until i started <laughs> listening to you guys I, I only collected Lego before, and now it's compounded into you know vintage collection and Black Series and Lego. But I see, yeah. a, man, I see a Mando helmet in the background there. Too. Yes, I love that. I yes. love that. Yeah, that was a. Christmas I think he's also gift. got the Captain Cardinal. Yeah. Is yeah. That, you, yeah. Oh yeah, I see that at the bottom there. <laughs> yeah, that, but now D Doc, you just need to start getting into Legion because it, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds. You get. <laughs> You get like the figure collecting, but then you get like your model building and your Lego building. Hey, he he's spending so, money right now. I'm in the Bondi as well. I don't know. I'm always doing something. My mind's all over the place. So <laughs> my mind, I'll, I'll be like, I'm really into the Bondi models. I'm really into Black Series. I'm back into Lego, and then it just goes full circle on top of all the other stuff I do on my house and everything else. So this mind is always just going every which way. Bringing up house stuff, yeah, I, I know that feeling all too well. The never-ending <laughs> list of, of things you want to do. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, it takes me back to um, Heath Ledger as the Joker when he says, do you think I really have a plan? I'm just, <laughs> what, what yeah, does he say? I'm just a dog chasing cars, basically. <laughs> like, I'm just going all over the place. And that's kind of <laughs> how I am. But it all compounds to be a bunch of cool stuff eventually. <laughs> I relate, I, uh, I relate to this guy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I, I know we, one, I will say this. Um, we talked briefly about Book of Boba Fett, but it, it was, it's nice to have a show to where you don't have to say, okay, let's talk about that. We can talk about a little bit of everything. And that's what we're trying to do here. Are there, we've kind of gone shotgun array on, on, um, on topics. Is there anything any of the three of you wanted to hit tonight that we haven't talked about that it's like, oh, this was on my mind, or I read this, or I saw that, or something you're working on, anything like that. Any topics you guys want to hit? Uh, you know, floor's open. I I do I do have one thing, yeah. and it is a small it is a small beef with Lego as we're on the topic <laughs> that I never <laughs> criticize anything Lego does, but this dark saber it just <laughs> bothers me. Okay, okay, D doc, D doc, you get. <laughs> You get a Mandalorian X-Wing with a baby Grogu co-pilot co uh, co chair mm -hmm. a week after the show, and you're yep. going to criticize the fact that there's a, there's a, there's a bad Darksaber? The fact <laughs> that they even... Yeah, we're not, we're not going to get these Black Series from this Book of Boba Fett series for like three years. So, I mean, you're, you're I, getting the Lego right away. I just built the um, the little new Asgard set, just a little tiny set. I think it's like 20, 20 or 30 bucks. And it's a great little set for that price. But I'm like, I've got all these, I got it sitting right here. You've got all these molded, you know, like stuff on the wall. You got a pan <laughs> on the wall. You've got all this stuff. And you're telling me Lego just can't mold a, a little dark saber. <laughs> you're just going to put a black peg right on the regular lightsaber. Uh, I don't know. Just a little beef. I still love you with all my heart, Lego. But sorry for my little rant. <laughs> I, I go I, that same that same kid's gonna have a BD one droid too. 
Come on, man. I know, I know, I know. Come it's on. incredible. But I saw I, all these first, people first pre-ordering it today. I'm like, I yeah, money money wise, I'm like, eh, I'll wait a little bit. I go back to my original. I'll just find a 3D print render for it to do that. <laughs> right. So Feedback. I'm sure somebody will 3D print where you can plug it right into your Lego and it'll be fine. You someone need already, someone already has done a 3D rendering of um of Din Jiren's uh, Nabu N1 Starfighter. I haven't printed yet, but someone's already done a full 3D render yep. for it. Man. Dude, it's amazing how quickly people come up with stuff. So, and so within the Legion world too, like they came out with Darth Maul and I told these guys, somebody's going to model him with spider legs. <laughs> within a day, somebody had put spider legs <laughs> yeah. on him. Like, I mean, there, there are just, there are, there are people out there that are creative that model. And then there's also the people that three will 3D model and 3D print. Black Kersantan came out um, on the episode that mm-hmm. following the following Tuesday, I saw an ad for somebody who was selling a uh, inch and three quarter modeled printable black chrysanthemum model that was different from the other Wookiees that are out. Mm-hmm. Like people who have three D printers, people who understand how to how to use those and model those are fantastic at doing them and quick. And it's you can if if you have a three D printer, you can print it up. If you if you had told child me like. 20 years ago one day you'll be able to print out a lambda class shuttle in the span of a few hours i would say you're crazy <laughs> but yet here oh, we are oh <laughs> man and it's a that movable awesome. wings and it's oh. got movable wings on it too some of it snapped a little bit um just because i was still learning how to use the printer but yeah like it's it's kind of hard to see but like it's no, very, that's gorgeous it's, i could print that and paint that up so sweet yeah <laughs> And right down to even just little lines on the wings. It's just yeah, it's I see so the wing incredibly panels. detailed. Yeah. Wow. YouTube's loving the show tonight. We're we're getting lots of <laughs> lots of little toys and tidbits. So you know, you got a little 3D pencil holder lightsaber. <laughs> just the oh, things you can gosh. do with 3D technology, 3D printing is just amazing. You can do anything. So I'm gonna jump back a minute to talk about Kenobi versus Andor. <laughs> yeah. Just for a second. So I just want to jump back. The reason why I, I'm hesitant with Kenobi, and I've said it before, but I, uh, Supreme uh, Emperor hasn't heard me, but I'm fearful of the head cannon that is going to explode if it doesn't match. I'm fearful of the fans' head cannon and the reactions that will come from the fans if that show doesn't match their head cannon. And Makes that's sense. what I'm afraid of. And part of it is like Andor, it's probably one of the shows that has the least amount of head cannon in there because it was only one movie and they all died at the end. So no one knows what to expect from that show. So we'll go in with a lot less and lowered expectations. And I think it'll be a better series. Completely get it. Completely get it. I think, I think most of us are just giddy to see you McGregor put the robes back on. That's all. Yeah. I mean, just, it's like, it's like, just give us that taste one more time. Okay. We're good. That, you know, I mean, but you're right, Brent. It's going to leave plenty of people complaining, and <laughs> I'm I'm going to sit back and go, hey, I just got to watch you know one of my favorite characters get back on the screen again. I, I'm okay. So on a personal uh, note, I'm just I'm very hopeful it'll give me the chance to maybe try to set up some kind of an interview with you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Um, obviously, we have our we have our YouTube interview series, which we haven't done much with lately. But I would just I would love the chance to sit down and talk shop with them. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I've said it all along, one of my favorite interviews, while Ewan's probably my favorite, but I think one of the coolest things would be to have Matt Lanner on one side 
and Hayden Christensen on the other <laughs> and just go back and forth and go, Anakin, Anakin, just <laughs> ask him back. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. So um, I tell you what, we, we've kept everybody long tonight. Um, I, I don't like to, I get told by people all the time, keep it an hour show. And, and then I'm like, I can't because we're just talking about too much stuff. Um, I, I'll just go around the room. Any any closing thoughts? Anything you guys want to hit on before we go? Anything you want to discuss? Uh, I'll start, Brent. I'll go. I'll start with you and see if there's anything you want to hit before we head off for the evening. No, I just like to escape, right? Like it, everybody has stressful lives, and anytime I can put the stressful live on pause for an hour, hour and a half however it may be and talk some talk some galaxy far far away with some people that care about it um and have insight into it i i love doing that um yeah so no i really don't have anything i don't know i mean what do we ddoc you were saying we're going to count down and, and show weeks so we're we're nine episodes away from uh <laughs> after after this episode we're nine episodes away from uh i see the new kenobi well no kenobi <laughs> oh okay yeah, okay. I think we are. Okay. Uh, will Kenobi have premiered by the time we? Oh my gosh, no. it will. May twenty. No, long. Okay, never mind. We'll see, still be giddy. We'll be waiting. Um, D Doc, how about you? Um, yeah, uh, just a second. What Brent said. I mean, it is really fun connecting with people. You know, I feel lucky to be doing this. It's great to talk to Supreme Emperor from Wikipedia. I mean, we can just meet someone you've, you know, you, you feel like, you know, just cause you interact with them on Twitter and it was just fun having you on. And also I'm looking forward to bad batch season two. I'll say that I haven't <laughs> oh, yeah. given it any love, but I am looking forward to bad batch season two. I think that's going to be pretty good. Awesome. So, yeah. Those are my closing thoughts. No, no, you're good. I'm glad, that, I'm, I'm glad that Brent brought up the idea of um, kind of having a little escape into a galaxy far, far away. That's honestly one of the coolest things about uh, being on Wikipedia is not even beyond the content, it's the community. Now, there's people on there that have been there for over 10 years that I've interacted with on a daily basis. And our community is very much, it's like a family of sorts. It's We support each other on the bad days. We cheer each other on on the good days. But it's just always that family that you come home to every day. It's like we're all, we're all right here. Well, that is awesome. And, and like these guys have said, um, I, you know, one, we've, we've all checked out the site numerous times for different things. And, and so we all really appreciate all the work you and your staff do. Uh, two, I think you took it to the next level with doing these things on Twitter like you have, because it really made me get more involved in looking into more things on the site, just with the interaction you're having with people in, in, the, in the Star Wars Twitter world. And, and what you're doing there is great. Keep that up. And I think everybody enjoys it. Um, I can't thank you enough for the time because, it, you know, you're, you're busy and uh, we're all busy with regular lives. So for you to take this time just for guys who are big Star Wars fans who, you know, we interact with you on Twitter. So, I mean, for you to take the time and, and come in and be a part of this, we really appreciate it. And we hope that our paths will cross again, whether it's on another show or whether it's at a convention sometime or something like that. So, you know, keep us in mind because we, we, we've just really liked having you on and, and appreciate you taking the time. And I, I know I learned a lot asking those questions of you of just what you guys all do and what it's all about. So thank you very much for that. So we, we do appreciate it. That's my pleasure. It's uh, I'm happy to do these. Um, if you ever want to do something in the future, I'd be more than happy to. When I took over our Twitter account back in uh, June of last year, one of the things I found very early on that surprised me was just how many people want to know about Beyond Star Wars, our site in general, like how do we operate? How did we start? 
just the amount of people who wanted to know those details, I was kind of like, wow, people want to know about more than just Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They want to know about the site behind it. And then that, that, that just spawned this whole other, uh, like this whole other series of Twitter AMA sessions, podcasts, um, threads where people can ask, you know, what do you want to know? And it's just been such a blast getting to connect with so many amazing people such as yourselves. Well, thank you. And and we love what you do. We love tell everybody there that we said thanks and we'll make sure in the Twitter world tonight, tomorrow, we'll be telling you guys all thanks because it, it means a lot to us that there is a place to go to for all those questions that we have that we don't know the answers of. So um, so for, for me, for Joe in the pilot seat tonight, thank you for everybody listening for uh, chapter 124 of, of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. I will be absent next week. I, I believe uh, Joey is going to join in my place next week with the, the regular crew and hopefully uh, Nick and Alfie will be feeling better and we'll be back next week. But uh, always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Uh, email us at Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. Uh, just Rule the Galaxy on YouTube and uh, Facebook. And like I said, go check out the Etsy page. Just go to Etsy in all caps, Rule the Galaxy, all one word. See if you want to buy some of our shirts, hats, sweatshirts. And like I said, it feels really cool to see that people actually listen to us and then they actually wear our gear. It's kind of a cool thing. It means a lot to us. And uh, we can't wait to see hopefully a bunch of you at the ICCC in Nashville coming up. So uh, thank you again to the Supreme Emperor and the, the folks at Wikipedia and Brent and DDoc. Thank you so much for being here. And until next week, may the force be with you.